Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, last night, my brother and I put on cowboy hats while we watched Yellowstone for the first time. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. What are you doing, Dad? Um, <laughs> with my other glasses, I used to be able to balance a pen horizontally. Wow. <laughs> but now I can't. <laughs> well, I guess I can. And welcome, everybody, to the <laughs> Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. <laughs> it's weird the little things you do to amuse yourself, you know? Oh. <laughs> but, uh... As much as I want to get caught up in your nonsense this episode, we have a lot to get to. There's yeah, we actually do. there's playoff football to talk about. There's, you know, serious football injuries to talk about. And there's the trial that everyone is talking about to get to. So there's yeah. a lot of stuff here. So I don't have time for your nonsense with putting pens in your glasses today, right? Okay. You know what? Some are calling it the trial of the century. Uh, with you know, uh, don't don't mind us, OJ. I know your trial was big too, but that was last century, though. That's true. Yeah. That that's true. So technically, this could be the trial of the century. Cody versus Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Outside of the yeah. Greg Cody courtroom of Curios. Yep. Yes, with an all-star <laughs> panel of. Yep. Uh, of jurists. So this was a big thing we got to get to. I'm not going to reveal who won. Hold on. I just like to do this on air because we've done this before. Dad, is your microphone selected right now? Uh, hang on. Jesus would- Tap your mic. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do I do? Jesus. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Oh, he monster. just turned his screen off. That'd be funny if all of a sudden he's upside down. <laughs> Click microphone and then like the select shit, select Yeti. It's it's done. To me, it sounds like it's his computer audio. Yeah, That's Greg, talk like right into your microphone. Hello, testing one, two, three. Oh yeah, your mic's right. good. You're good. This is okay. all on Chris. Okay, thank you. But Yeti, you didn't. <laughs> but no. I mean, maybe my dad's mic is, I don't know. My dad, plus, but Yeti, he tapped the mic and we both like that. That's what I was basing it off of. He tapped the mic me too. Me too. I was too. Tap that mic. <laughs> All right. Let's get this train back on the track, Jack. Where were we when I interrupted him? Great panel of jurors. Three of the top jurists in America. You you know all the names. They're jurists. People. Is jurists, jurists a thing? Yeah. yeah. Jurists, jurors, whatever. As long as it begins with a J-U-R. If, if, if I'm on a jury, uh, I am a jurist, I believe, yeah. as well as a juror. But, Dad, can, I think we can save the, the courtroom and our beef for later. The Dolphins made the bleeping playoffs. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. I tell you, when they last made the playoffs, uh, it was six years ago, that, which is a long time. That's like the, a career for most guys. That's like yeah. a generation of, of football ago that they last made the playoffs. The, the interesting part, though, about the last time they made the playoffs is they went into the playoff game with a backup quarterback. And here we are again. Yeah. <laughs> so the last time the Dolphins went into a playoff game with their starting quarterback was what, 2001? 2002. Um, yeah. Lamar Smith, Lamar Smith, like Jay Fiedler. You're right. As, as Look, and, and I'm talking, you're talking to a guy that is going to Buffalo as a fan, <laughs> like not for work. I am going because I said earlier this year that the Dolphins roll out of bed and get 30 points. Right. And they don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I also doing said, that right when you said that. And I way. also said that I'm going to the playoff game when they make it because they have a chance and they don't really have a chance anymore, but. I can't be a total nincompoop, so I need to. So I'm going. I'm. I, I have a bunch of friends going, and I'm excited to go to a cold climate and root on my team, even though Skylar Thompson is starting. What's up, Yeti? Remember how at the beginning of the <laughs> season, like you know, the, the Dolphins had their doubters, but they were kind of the darling. They were like the Gonzaga of of this season after they got a few games under their belt. 
Not anymore. We were the Gonzaga early on? Yeah. Well, when, when Gonzaga first started in the run in the late 90s, like they were the darlings of the NCAA. Like yeah. everyone was like, oh, Gonzaga, like, like they're kind of this underrated gem. And people started doing that with the Dolphins at the beginning of this year. But after the events of last Monday Night Football, not anymore. Everyone's going to pull for this Bulls team if they don't have or this Bills team if they don't have a team in the race already. Yeah. No, that's true. Everyone's rooting for the Bills. That's true. Like, I can't argue with that. Um, I will give you credit because I guarantee you with the season the Dolphins had at the beginning of the year, you're the first person to compare them to Gonzaga. That specific. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying I don't think anyone else has made that exact comparison out there. But uh, I think anytime I refer to someone being a tournament darling or a season darling, I always yeah. call them the Gonzaga. I think that was the well, first time I, I heard think, that term. I think early in the season, they emerged as like a powerhouse with that offense. Offense. Like, I don't even think it was a Gonzaga. They emerged as like a Duke for the first yeah. half of the season. And then they kind of, you know, Tua got hurt. And this is the tale of two. The Dolphins have had two different teams this year with Tua and without Tua. Yeah. Tale of two Tua's. Yeah. So and we're going into the playoffs, it seems like without Tua. So, you know, as someone who's going, I, I, I dad, it's hard to argue that the Dolphins have any kind of chance going into Buffalo. Well, here's the thing. Uh, first, I do think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be ready. I, I don't think it's going to be Skylar again. Is that even better? Well, it's yeah. I mean, your your number two is probably better than your number three, which is why he's the number two. Skylar, though, like there's some things Skylar does. It's just I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think that you can say for a fact because it's not like Teddy looked great this no, year. No, he didn't. But the best thing Skylar did today, and we're recording this Sunday night, is he didn't throw an interception and he handed off the ball well because they had a good running game today. Uh, Wilson and Mostert together rushed for about 150 yards. They did very well. Um, But uh, today, uh, Bridgewater was available if needed in an emergency, so he was that close to playing, and I think he'll be ready next week. And, And when people write off the Dolphins' chances in Buffalo, I would remind them that the team split games this season uh, Buffalo won by two points. Miami barely won on the last play. With Tua, they were very they were very even in two games this year. So with I Tua, with Tua, true. absolutely. I don't Dad, discount that's that's, Miami that's huge chance. though. Like that's huge. You're like, going to need yeah. more than eleven points. That's what I mean. Like oh, that. Like, absolutely, sure, yeah. But also, Buffalo's defense is uh, is um, arguably not as good as the Jets' defense. And 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 just the fact that they're division rivals benefits the Dolphins like there's more the Dolphins are more likely to go into Buffalo and pull a wild upset than Kansas City even though that's their you realize that this is the Dolphins path hey Dolphin fans you want to win a Super Bowl here you go you got to go to Buffalo and then go to Kansas City (laughs) and then go to Cincinnati and then play a neutral site against the Eagles good luck (laughs) right of course you're like, going to earn that Super Bowl win. That's another yeah. way to look at it. I mean, the Dolphins' path through the AFC will be one of the most historic. Oh, there's, yeah, there's nobody easy ahead of them. Nobody. Like, the Dolphins should be plus $7 million to win the AFC. Right. You should set that line right now. <laughs> See if it moves. Like, if I put $1... <laughs> If you don't know how to gambling works out there, if they if the if I put one dollar, I don't know, it would be a hundred dollars. If I bet a hundred, if they were plus seven million, if I put a hundred dollars on the Dolphins to win the AFC, I would win seven million. That's how that works. Okay, I'm doing that. I'm making that bet. I think the line's going to go down to six million overnight. I really do. I think if Tua starts, it goes down to a million. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. But look, listen, you can make fun of the, and we are. I think we're we're making fun of the Dolphins. They have no chance. They no, we're we're not making fun. They made the playoffs. That's tough to do. Right. Uh, they clearly just got hurt by injuries. Their starting quarterback, the team that the play, the player that they're good with, is hurt, and that's it. And they don't really stand a chance without him. Yeah. It was sort of neat though to be in the stadium and see the fans reacting after that game as if they had done what they did, made the playoffs. I mean, it's a rare thing. It, it's not just that they haven't made it in in six years. This is the third time in twenty one years the Dolphins have made the playoffs. So this is like a major thing yeah. happening in South Florida right now. It really is. It's um, it, it's great that over the span as we move on here because we have so much to get to in this episode. It's it's cool that when we first started the prep for this episode, we were like, man, 
we like with the, with the whole Demar Hamlin stuff last week, and we oh, were off. Wow, yeah. So it was like as we were approaching this recording, it was like you know what are we gonna say? There's nothing really to say other than but thank God they're like as we've moved through the week, like better and better news. Like he's still in critical condition, but he's breathing on his own, and he's you know posting on social media. He was watching the game, so it's just like you know obviously a horrific you know football showing its dirty face in the most horrific way possible you know turns out that it's not going to be as horrific as it appeared yeah what could have been uh, just a, a terrible tragedy a player dying on the field i mean I, I don't think it's over overly dramatic to say that it was a life or death situation there for several minutes on that field and instead of being the the ultimate tragedy the beyond sports tragedy it turns out to be an unexpected feel-good story. I mean, here's a guy who almost died, and we wondered whether he was going to come out of it with his brain intact or whether he had lost too much oxygen and, and would be brain damaged. I mean, th those were real concerns. And now to have him FaceTiming with his team uh, a few days later, it, it really is a, a little bit of a miracle recovery that hopefully gives a lot of people um, hope. I think we need to shout out Denny Kellington, the the, the guy who resuscitated DeMar God, I'm like this up right now. Demar Hamlin, the guy who helped out Demar on the field. He like that's the guy. Like if if he doesn't react like he did, that whole team. Like I know it's like it's it's a broken record at this point of shouting these people out, but that's the reason that he's able to still function. Is that because you have to think as much as these guys deal with these serious injuries, it's never that on the field. So like to think that they could go through the motions of what they would do in that situation. These guys were ready. Uh, they were ready for this and shout out to them because if something happened to him, the playoffs would be in question. Like, I don't think we'd be playing right now if the news hadn't got like, you know what I mean? I think the league would shut down for a few weeks if something like that happened where he didn't, you know, get better. So it's just shout out to Denny Kellington. There was an interesting thing that happened in the Dolphin game, Dolphin Jets game today that, that I want to mention because it sort of uh, revolves around this whole uh, DeMar Hamlin thing. Uh, a, a Jets player was injured to the point where, you know, a few players were on their knees and they were huddled around him. It, it never was super serious, but it was serious enough where for five minutes, you know, the guy was on the ground. And when he got up, the ovation he got, I mean, yeah. people don't want to go through this again. You know, people are afraid for the health of these players when when they're down for more than a minute. And Dolphin fans and Jets fans hate each other. But the whole stadium was was cheering for this guy when he got back up. So I think we have a renewed ap appreciation of how brutal this game can be, uh, an appreciation for the medical staffs and, and just a, a, a gratitude for going through a game where you don't have a scare yeah. like this, you know, for now, give it five minutes. I mean, in all seriousness, how many times do we pass by a gruesome car accident and yeah. we slow down and be real careful for maybe about another five minutes and then you carry on with your day? That's every one of us. No, no. Yeti's right. I mean, like, you know, six months next season, you know, who knows if we're going to get that ovation still, but like the week right. after, you know, we had unity be... in, an, in an end zone. And then the very next opening game, we had the chiefs fans booing unity. So, yeah. <laughs> you know? well, yeah, you know, I want to make fun of Greg Cody for the Jerry Seinfeld tickets that he purchased. You mean the free ones you got from me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to that first, actually. All right, Yeti. Listen, I'm not complaining about these tickets because I got them for free. My parents, for Christmas, my mom uh, wanted to see Jerry Seinfeld. So she purchased those tickets for herself before Christmas. <laughs> she just purchased it for, and, and she talked to my dad. She's like, hey, me, you, a couple from my work, we're going to go see Jerry Seinfeld. And my dad's like, all right, that's great. That'll be great. But then for Christmas, my dad bought my mom and him Jerry Seinfeld tickets, even though she had already <laughs> forgetting that she had already done it. I knew I guess subliminally I knew somewhere it was a good idea. So I did it. So on Christmas morning, when that happened and, and my and my mom's like, hey, you idiot, we already have these me and my wife just poked our finger up and we were like, we'll take the extra Jerry Seinfeld tickets. Of course. So on that night. All right. So we're like, this is great. So now it's my parents, their friends. Me and my wife, we're having a nice Jerry Seinfeld night. So it's like, all right, everyone, we're having a drink before the show. I'll see you after the show. Let's all go to our seats. So me and my wife start our journey to the seats that my dad purchased for Jerry Seinfeld. And the funny part is, is me and my wife didn't pay for these tickets. So we're fine. And we're like, you know, we're common folk. So like we, we're used to anywhere. We'll sit anywhere. Right. My mom, however, is like she, she, you know, she's a 
a, a successful attorney. She usually springs for the good if seats. If she's going to go watch something, she's going to sit close. Yeah, our seats were in the fifth row. I could see Jerry's stubble. Right. So my dad sitting where my mom in the seats my mom purchased, they had great seats. And let's be kind here. My mom probably would have struggled breathing how high it was, like for how high up <laughs> the seats that your dad bought dude there's the what? purchase disparity in between when Greg i say that we were, your moms. we were two rows we were the second worst row in the <laughs> we were the second to last row in the entire establishment now greg when you bought the tickets were were there many available at all uh this is where i admire i don't you know i generally don't do this this is where i give my dad credit because i don't think he knows his way around like an electronic ticket purchasing i think jerry seinfeld tickets are expensive so my dad saw like probably a hundred or two hundred dollars per ticket and he was like oh this must be right this must be great right 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 it's 200 bucks a ticket i'm greg cody this couldn't be a bad ticket how bad could it be for 200 bucks hey look on this little screen it seems to be in the center right how high up could this be so like i don't like i don't think my dad was like hey let me buy the worst seat in the house i think he just is exactly thank you i think my dad's living in the 70s in terms of how much things cost and he's like 200 bucks this must be a unbeknownst to me i i bought cheap seats but it was a good show and it was at an old theater so it wasn't a modern day like hard rock live place so there was no screen you know you go to a concert you sit in the upper deck you can at least see a big screen of the person's face None of nope. that, Yeti. Yeah, I, the, we literally saw it. Could have been someone else. I don't know. It was Jerry Seinfeld. I just know it was like a guy that was about this tall, like this big right. in my vision. <laughs> Mini Jerry. Like, but it was still funny. Yeah, like Jer- Jerry and- killed. But the, just the idea of my mom walking up <laughs> these stairs was so funny to me and my wife. We must have laughed for the first 10 minutes we were sitting in the chair. Just the idea. It was the and the two seats were in the middle of the section. Right. They weren't close oh. to the aisle. It was just like it was comical how yeah. t- how high up our seats were. It, it's good you were laughing at that for the first 10 minutes because you were so far back you said you couldn't even hear the opening act. Yeah, the opening act did not project his voice as well mm. as Jerry. So yeah, a mumbler and the audio system wasn't great. So we legitimately were struggling to follow the opener. That's how high up we were. Maybe That's it was true. just doing a soft talker bit for Jerry. I'm sorry. We're going really long here. This is going to be a long episode. Dad, hurry up. Tell you whatever you wanted to get to. You wanted, he wanted to talk about you in the parade. Oh yeah, dad. I got, yeah, I, yeah. It's your story. I mean, the, the Greg Cody show, I guess was what the featured uh, float on the parade or what <laughs> tell me all about it because i know nothing yes about they it. found the tablecloth that, that we never retrieved from moss and used it on the on the on the opening car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shout out shout out to the one guy at the parade that was like hey where's your dad shout out like tell him i said hi and he's like he's like i know you don't know my name but just tell him some guy said hi <laughs> all right so I'll tell dan thanks for me i'm glad he uh it wasn't, that I wasn't there oh okay that's who i thought you meant all right so anyway how was it what what parade was it first of it all? was the mango strut king yeah. mango strut king parade. Mango strut. it's a fun parade it's an annual fun parade it, in it's South key Florida. west vibes it's like yeah people dressed up drinking like and you know we were the last we were the end of it because dan was the grand marshal so you know on on the flyer it said dan lebitard but as far as dan was concerned it was our whole show and it was fun. There was a lot of people there. Really? Um, a handful of people that were like, hey, that knew our show. So throwing out shirts, <laughs> you know, just walking along. We were kind of walking. Okay. The parade next to Dan. Who was there from the show? Uh, Dan and Poppy were in the car. Yeah, I know because they FaceTimed me during the national anthem as I'm about to cover an NFL game. <laughs> he had no concept that I might be at the game and that the game was about to start. So I get FaceTimed by Dan and Poppy literally during the national anthem and a press box whispering. Yeah, but you act like you're about to play in the game. Well, I'm I'm, I'm like re- being revering my country and my flag trying to stand still and not talk to on, on facetime i just love how you're like i couldn't i couldn't talk during the game it's like dad you you don't you're not playing i know it was during the national anthem so tell <laughs> us tell us one fun anecdote about the parade somebody threw a t-shirt it hit dan in the eye no, 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 no. we were all trying to like witty was driving a car five miles like three miles an hour witty and yeah. and he literally had the the dolphins game on his phone like so he was like driving and watching the game. Oh, <laughs> oh no! We and wow. like I was like literally like hanging in the car. I would like le- latch onto the side of the car and watch like a play. Yeah, he ran over three Shriners on miniature bikes. So we're like literally, 
we're literally waving at people as we're like watching the game on his on his little tiny phone. Thank you, Yeti. I appreciate you liking that. Love a good Shriners joke. Okay. <laughs> All but right. that's it. So it was Chris, fun. I mean, it was. The, there's nothing really else. Like, no, good. Was, I'm glad you just, did it. Yeah. It was a fun show okay. outing. Like, you know, it was cool to get out with everyone. But shouting. Yeah, let's get that. It's time for justice. It's time for you to realize that Tony Kornheiser never joined this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we'll see about that because you're not responsible for saying that. The three jurists are. But let's get to the trial of the century yeah. and find out who finally won this damn bet yeah. once and for all. Let's do it. Here we go. That is the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into the, uh, the, the famous den where I will be visiting you before long and, uh, and soaking <laughs> it all in firsthand. I'm excited. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it looks fine. <laughs> all right. I feel like we need courtroom music right now. You know, those shows. Dun, dun, dun. All right, Ron McGill is with us here, our first <laughs> juror. The goal here, I want to paint the picture for Ron and for any audience members that haven't listened in recent weeks. And if you haven't, what have you been doing? Who? Well, how have you not been following the Tony Kornheiser bet on the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody? The bet is Tony Kornheiser, ESPN personality, does no interviews. He's a curmudgeon, and my dad has claimed all year, I will get Tony K on our show because anytime a story breaks in Miami, Tony K calls Greg Cody. So he, you know, I've been on his show dozens of times. This man will come on the Greg Cody show if I make the request. He made the request a couple times. No Tony Kornheiser. And basically at like February, we looked back when this bet started. I said, Dad, there is zero chance he will come on by the end of this calendar year. So here we are. The calendar ended and the final episode of the Greg Cody show our producer Yeti, who's not here right now, he played a clip of Tony Kornheiser basically just saying, hey, Chris, I'm on the look right now. I'm on the Greg Cody show. And he played. It was like a seven second clip of Tony Kornheiser essentially saying, hey, what do you mean, Chris? I'm on the Greg Cody show all the time. See? And that's the clip we played. It's something he wasn't. He didn't appear in our Zoom like Ron okay. is right now. Right. Ron right now. Well, is time up. Ron is making a real appearance. I'm never going to let either of you talk. I'm talking this whole episode. Okay, Christopher is ta- Christopher is tainting the jury. Or I'm telling say, the facts. You're That's... tainting the juror. Okay. Uh, I want Ron to listen to exactly what Tony Kornheiser said, and then the question for Ron to decide who's right here. Am I right that this counts as Tony Dad, Kornheiser appearing on my podcast? We'll play this clip, right? but Dad, did I misrepresent the way the clip is? Is the clip not just seven seconds of him saying, hey, look, I'm on the Greg Cody show. Chris, you're a loser. Like, is that is is there anything else I'm leaving out from what the clip is? Well, first of all, you're doing like jazz hands while you're saying that. I don't think Tony Kornheiser was doing that while he was saying it. I would rather uh, have Kornheiser's appearance on my show speak for itself. Before we play any clips, Dad, let's get let's hear from our juror ron what are your thoughts so far well here's a thought that i have the bet was is tony going to appear on the show mm. so see that's that's right. actually that's a great question my ron because that's the jux of this entire argument right what it, constitutes an appearance well i an appearance is if i'm listening to the show and i see the guy in the show that right. would be an appearance to me now it would be different if we took some, and again, I'm trying to be as open-minded as possible here. If we took some just, you know, uh, organic clip of Tony. He's on PTI. He's normally on PTI. So if, like you're yeah. saying is oh. if we had taken a clip of him talking. Exactly. On- if you're taking him on talking on PTI and put it on, to me, that wouldn't count. That's like saying, okay, you know what? I want to put uh, Shaquille O'Neal on my show, and I'm going to take a clip of Shaquille O'Neal doing an interview on right. Entertainment Tonight put it on a show. Exactly. Right. But Tony came out and said, hey, here I am on the Greg Cody show. Boom. Right. Case closed, in okay. my opinion. But let, all right. That's, yes, let, let me yes. let me fight back on this. But, Ron, the year it was never just can we get this guy? My dad said, I will get him to do an interview on the show. No, I did not. Yes, you no, did. did. You not. said you said it would be an appearance. Okay. The way Ron okay. Hold on a second. Greg, Greg, Chris, do you have a tape of your dad saying I will get him to do an interview on the show? Or do we have something that says I will get him to appear on the show? There's a big difference here. Do you yes. have 
proof or is this just word of mouth? Because I need to hear because if it's just word of mouth, the bottom line is he appeared on the show. But why are you yes. believing that it's appeared? Like neither of us have proof. Uh, I, no, the answer to okay. your question. No, I don't have a clip of him. My dad saying okay. word interview, but, but, but I don't do have, have a clip, clip of him saying appearance either. No, but 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 you have a clip of hit Tony saying here I am on the Great Cody show. Yes. I, see, it's one of those things I feel like, yeah, my, you guys okay, are working listen. on a book. I feel like this is, I don't, <laughs> I, I agree to this jury pool, but you're writing a book with, like, you guys are going to do a book oh, project. No, no, Tim guys, Kirchin. Chris, Chris oh. listen, listen, you're the freaking owner of the greatest highlight team in the world. That's true. That, exactly. that has done so much for my endowment. If I was going to favor anybody, I'd, I'd lean towards you. But I got to be honest and transparent here. If I'm hearing Tony's going to make an appearance on the Great Cody Show, and then I hear a clip that says, here I am with an appearance on the Greg Cody show. Boom. End of case. Now, if you're yes. telling me that Greg said, no, we're going to have a full, you know, five minute interview that Tony's going to do on the show. And you you played for me a tape of, of Greg saying that I'd say, well, Greg, I'm sorry. That doesn't constitute a five minute interview. But here we're discussing an appearance on the show. That's all it is. Dad, I want you to look me in the eye as your son. I want you to look me in the eye and say that at the beginning of this year, when this bet came out, that all you meant by that was an audio clip that we beg him to do. You, at the beginning of this year, thought you could get him for a standard interview. If you're going to look me in the eye and tell me that that's what you... like, Go ahead, Dad. This is on you now. Look at me in the eye and tell me okay. that the whole time, all you thought, all you meant was a clip that we beg him to do. I am going to look you in the eye and tell you the truth as I recall it, which is... Oh, here we go. I don't use the word interview. When, whenever <laughs> you and I talk about having a guest on our show, like if I say, hey, let's get let's ask Ron McGill to come on. I never say let's ask Ron to come on so we can interview him. I always just say, can we get Ron on? Right, the but show? you mean an interview That's the way it is with any. But, guest. but when you say that, do you want me to ask Ron to send a seven second clip? No. When you say that, you say have them on for a full interview. We're going to run in circles on this, Ron. We okay, need wait a minute. Well, okay. let me let me give an example here. OK, let me give a zoo example, an analogy. Oh, God. OK, because Christopher, your argument is that. Yeah, we had Tony on the show, but we just didn't have him for long enough. Well, let nope. me tell you something. We didn't have no, him no, no, at no, all. No, no, we no, did no. not interview him. He sent okay. us a clip. That's he not was on our, he was on our show. He sent okay. us a clip. Ron, if, if you have a snow leopard on loan to Zoo Miami, right. but you only have him for a couple of days. But for right. a couple of days, he is a main feature of the zoo. He's a loaned right. animal. He's never a, a, you can, a Miami. You had him at the zoo. No matter for how long you had him. Absolutely. We've done that with, you know, several animals. We had the white alligator here for a while, but we put in our, you know, our collection that we had a white alligator here as part of our collection. You know, let me let me give you a sports analogy, guys. Little sports analogy here, okay? Listen. The question is if a guy a receiver catches a ball, okay, and just a tiny slither millimeter of an inch of his foot. Is out of bounds? Is he out of bounds? <laughs> He's out of bounds. Yep. Play's no good. Okay. Correct. Like, I understand. Parents on the show of Tony, like you could have been on for uh, one second, but look, he was on the show. Yes. This is a happened. losing spot for me. This is a losing spot for me. I understand, Ron, why you're hearing all this information and doing the math you're doing. I'm not. This my beef is not with you. My beef is with this other guy in the, that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I you're lying. You are simply misrepresenting what you want. Like, I, I don't even need this. Like, I could lose three nothing. Tim, uh, Ron, Sarah, Tim, they could all agree with you. I know I'm right here. I know that you expected a full length interview. And that's all I really need to know. If I but, know but, that and, for a fact, you know, Chris, I, I'm, I'm with you a whole bunch. I bet you he did expect a whole full interview with him. But the bottom line is, you don't have any proof that says, Hey, I'm going to have a full interview with Tony. You're right. All, right. all we're right. getting is, is the minimum that says he's going to appear on my show. And he appeared on the show. And I searched yeah. for it. I had our producer listen back. I was like, you find me something that wins me this case. He was like a clerk. You know how lawyers have clerks? I had him up till 4 a.m. listening to every episode we've done. I'm like, I need my dad just saying the word interview and then you can crop it in. Let's edit it. Let's do yeah. something here. And he couldn't find it. So uh, no, I don't I don't say that I, we don't do interviews on, on our podcast. We, we do conversations. This but is. in this case, look, I'm going to admit to you. Would I have preferred Tony Kornheiser to be on for a half hour so we could talk to him about all kind of goofy stuff? 
Hey, Tony, have you ever gotten over how you bombed doing Monday Night Football? No. <laughs> wow. We, we didn't have him on for that, but we did have him on. Okay. All right, Rom. So you're, I think I already know where this is going. We need an got, official got, ruling. Got, got judgment for Greg Cody. I'm sorry. <sighs> Thank I, you. It's got to go that way because it's, it's just, it's that clear cut for me. It's that clear. I've heard on the show. You know, it would be, and like I said, it would be different even if he said, hey, here I am, Tony. But he went as far as to say, here I am, Tony, on the Greg Cody oh, show. Oh, and he, and, he, and, he, and he came at me. He's like, Chris, you're a loser. You lose the bet. Like, he said it all. Damn. I mean, that. I, God, but he realized in the clip, he mocked it. He's like, this works out perfect for me. He even said a little clip of like, now I'm on the Greg Cody show and I don't actually have to be on. Like, he was trolling me by being like, look, look this is great. This is a win-win. I'm on it and well, I'm not at, all at the, the same end, time. At the, end, at the end of the day, what happened was that he said, I side with your dad. I know. I know with that. There's a theme here. Oh, these Cyclone uh, tickets are going to be tough for Ron to get this upcoming season. Oh, no, no. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we're to it. Thank you, juror number one. You wow. have uh, you have been an excellent juror. We appreciate your time. Uh, you have done justice. Uh, like I said, Ron, I'm not mad at you. I don't blame you here. I'm still looking at this guy. I'm still looking. Hey, I got two more jurors. I still got a shot at this. You do. But you do. It's not a good start for okay. me. Thanks, Ron. Good luck Thank with that, you, guys. Ron. Have a great Appreciate day. It. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. As we move on here, we bring in our second juror. We don't want to tell Sarah how the first juror went because we don't want to, you know, affect uh, her decision here. But uh, we had Ron McGill on. You are now juror number two. Now, Sarah, unlike Ron McGill and Tim Kirkjian, when I mentioned this to you, you had some awareness of this bet. What are your what do you know of this bet going into it? All I know is that uh, on Twitter, I was tagged in a very brief audio clip, like less than a minute, that was, um, I think, my favorite hat welder suggesting that I be one of the jurors for this. Yes. Uh, and uh, and it was um, honored, of course, to be included in any group with Ron McGill and Tim Kirch, especially Tim, if we're talking about, you know, purity of soul yes. and, oh, uh, yeah. and, and uh, clarity of reason. Right. Um, and that's all I really know is that at some point the bet was that someone on the show, I'm not aware of any stipulations put on length of visit okay. type of interview, whether it could just be an audio clip stolen from another show that you pretended was on yours. Right. Uh, none of those, none of those specifications are, are anything I know about. All right. Shout out Lou in Cincinnati, the hat welder. All right, so let's fill you. It's Tony Kornheiser that is the person here. And my dad regularly appears on Tony Kornheiser's show. Anytime any big Miami story, Tony goes to my dad. So my dad felt like he had some cachet to ask Tony for a favor in return. So early like in this year, I think February was the first time this was mentioned. My dad was like, we're going to have Tony K on. And I, who produced the Levitard show, and Tony and Dan have been friends for years. And Tony, I believe, one time made a quick appearance <laughs> on the show. So it's like, I know that he just doesn't do interviews. Yeah. And yeah. I, so that was the bet. That was the jux of the bet. I'm like, dad, you can have the whole calendar year. I don't care how many times you've been on. You're not getting uh, Kornheiser to come on here and do a Zoom interview with you. Now, here's where the bet, you know, semantics of what was mm -hmm. said. Now, the argument is, does it count as an appearance on our show on the final episode of the year? Our producer Yeti said, guys, we got to join on Zoom. We have a Kornheiser update. I was thinking maybe he's going to join the Zoom. Maybe I lose this bet. And this is what was played. He said, we were sent a clip and here it is. I'm going to play it right now for you, Sarah. This is Tony Kornheiser. Just to tell you, you're listening to The Greg Cody Show. I'm on all the time, Chris. You're a loser. Okay, so we were sent a clip <laughs> of Tony Kornheiser saying, I'm on the show all the time. You're a loser, Chris. Look at me. I'm on the uh -huh. show. Now, the question is... There was another clip from him. That wasn't the only one. Okay, there was one other clip where he just, okay. you know, dunks on we'll me a little more. play that, too. I mean, yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, okay. I need all the evidence. Okay. I mean, exactly. The evidence Thank is not going to be Thank good you, for your cause. All right, here we go. Here's Thank it. you, Juror Sarah. All right, here Thank we go. You. Hold on. This is Tony Kornheiser. Obviously, I'm on the Greg Cody show. So, Greg, you win. You beat Chris. It's a real good deal for me, too. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. See, at the end there, he goes, it's a real good deal for me, too, because mm -hmm. he realizes, oh, look, I just got to be on the Greg Cody show without actually being on the Greg Cody show. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are, Sarah. OK, the semantics of whether yes. this constitute as my dad, who in February said I can get him on. You know, my dad's going to sit here and say to you now, I never said a full interview. I, well, I didn't. 
Right. I, right. I didn't. But but I could just tell you, Sarah, I know my dad and what he meant. And what he meant was to get him on for an interview. So with that information, before you rule, okay. do you have any follow ups? Um, no, I just want to make sure that that's all the evidence that I need. There's not anything else. No more clips. That was it. Okay. It was a total right. of, I believe, 15 seconds, a seven second clip and an eight second clip of him claiming to be on the show. Right now, Sarah, I want to say I'm the defendant in this case. I'm defending the fact that my claim is we had Tony Kornheiser on the show, yeah. not yeah. for a long time, but we had him on the but show. Could I argue and, as it as it as just, the plaintiff? Could I argue, let him finish first. Let okay. him finish first. The plaintiff is claiming that it's not long enough. Like maybe it wasn't. Maybe five minutes is long enough. Maybe it takes twenty minutes. Uh, what does he say? I'm saying we had him on the show. Period. That's but it. doesn't. But doesn't. Okay. Th- shouldn't Sarah? What my dad in his heart, because he'll admit to you right now that at the beginning of the year, he didn't just want a seven second clip. He's taking that now and claiming it to be a victory. But he'll even admit his original intention. I would like him to join us for a full length, be on Zoom interview like you are right now. Well, I think Mm -hmm. you're both focusing on length. And we all know that length is not the only contributor to the quality of anything. An interview and otherwise. And (laughs) yep, yep. So I think it's more about the intention of saying he would be on the show, which in my mind would imply an interaction. Thank you, Sarah. It's not just Uh length. It's Mm -hmm. that he didn't come on the show. He sent a clip to the show. After being begged, by the way. And this is something. Yeah, this is something we of the year. This is something we didn't tell even Ron. My dad had to send multiple, like basically saying, we have a bet on this. Can you please? It was an attempt to get him to come on. Bill it was wouldn't give you five minutes. Right. Like, it was after this begging. This is a guy yes. will never do a home and home, huh? It is all about come to my ballpark, yeah. do good things for me, and I will never repay the favor. Mm-hmm. Something to think about uh, yeah. when he asks you on next is all right. I'm saying. No, but yeah, also, yeah. No, I no, my dad loves the attention. I think... I think, Greg, you're focusing on the length of it because that is the only thing for you to grasp onto. When it is not only too short, the intention is not there because he's not actually coming on the show with you. He's mm-hmm. sending a clip in to say that you lost a bet. It's sort of, and if I may quote the famous 1964 Supreme Court case, uh, I know it when I see it. Mm. Now, that case was about pornography. Uh, right. This is about, you just know it when you see it. That wasn't an appearance on your show. That was in slightly above just using a clip from a press conference speaking to everyone it was directed at you so it was more special than an average clip but it was nowhere near an appearance it's kind of like when i managed to weasel into 10 minutes of an anthony davis interview through gatorade and then i posted it as an episode of my podcast he didn't come on my podcast Mm -hmm. i managed to get 10 minutes with him i did the spanish inquisition and then i told everybody he was on the pod Mm -hmm. which makes it sound like i managed to wrangle anthony davis I did not. He was unaware that he would be forced to speak with me for 10 minutes on behalf of Gatorade. But the intention was not there by him, and neither was it there by Tony Kornheiser. Therefore, Chris Wick. Yes! Wow. Yes! We are what even. Is- I can say it now. Ron wow. sided with my dad because they have a, wow. they're working on a book. So there's, like I said, it's a little. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. I, I, sure. I, wait a minute. He should have been tossed before the, I, the, I call the a mistrial. process. Yeah. What, Dad? I call a mistrial. Why? You can't tell a, a, a juror what the other juror. No, decided. I said it after. I said it after. Well, I already ruled. ruled. Yeah, I, I said ruled. Chris, and I was just I celebrating now that we are tied. Now it comes down to Kirchin. Yes. He's such a nice person. I worry we that he'll so. just. I worry that he'll align with his fellow journalistic brethren just out of out of uh, some sort of feeling of been, brotherhood. Don't, don't even get me started yeah, on that, so. Sarah. Because when I tried to, when I booked Tim Kirkton and he agreed, he called me. He's like, "Hey." been friends with tony a long time this is not anything oh. that's going to upset him right and i was like i lost oh no i, I knew honestly Sarah, you, you were my only hope here you were my only hope because <laughs> i'm, Ron McGill, I'm logical yes yeah i yes. know well, wow. I, at least we got to the final game. I was thinking that my dad, because of his semantics, I thought maybe I knew I knew I could count on Sarah. All right, the good, good news is that deep in your hearts, the commission has spoken. Yes. And so the commission is actually higher than any jury in any country yep. in the land. So wow. ultimately, my say is is the deciding factor more than any jury. Oh, I love peers. it. <laughs> wow. I don't have any peers. They're, the commission has no peers. So there okay. can't be a jury of my peers. It's I'm... just me ruling. Common sense. That's what Sarah is. Common sense. Right. That's right. Sarah, even though you rule against me, uh, I respect your integrity. Uh, <laughs> I, I am uh, heartbroken, but uh, 
I Would just you say more or on. less heartbroken than that Tony Kornheiser refused to give you five minutes over <laughs> right. 365 days of opportunity. You, you know what? I I took what I could get. I thought it was enough. I you know if 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 I if I advert if I promote on my podcast that that Tony Kornheiser is on my podcast this week, I don't feel like I'm doing anything unethical. Wow. Any listener, legit. if you say, hey, check out this week's episode, Tony Kornheiser shows uh, is on is on with us. And that's the clip we played. We just bamboozled the audience. <laughs> yeah, you feel you feel like you've just been clickbaited them. You clickbaited them. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah, Zagaki. All right. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. He Sarah, you got the clicks. <laughs> uh, we need to, Sarah, we're going to let's make we're going to have you on in a couple weeks to catch up more. Yeah. So it's not just yeah, we hope so. I need to if hear you how this goes. I miss you guys. I'm glad it was nice to talk to you. It is. Yeah. Likewise. Let's we'll do talk. it again soon. Yeah. All right. Good luck to you, Chris. Godspeed. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Thanks. Sarah. Excellent, Sarah. Thanks, that... guys. Tim. Hello, Tim Kirkjian. Hi, Chris. Hi, Greg. How you guys doing? We are doing well. First of all, Tim, uh, I, I need to apologize that uh, a man of your stature, your towering stature in baseball and journalism, is being asked on the show today for easily the silliest reason you have ever agreed to do any podcast. So for that, we really appreciate it. Uh, last night, my brother and I put on cowboy hats while we watched Yellowstone for the first time. <laughs> It was the single, I'm telling you, nobody, but nobody looks dumber in a cowboy hat than I do. My brother looks ridiculous also, but just for a little fun for my daughter who had to give away her car last night because it's worth like $200 and she's had it for 10 years, she was literally crying. She's 31 and she was crying <laughs> and giving away her car. So my brother and I decided to cheer her up by putting cowboy hats on and watching Yellowstone. Oh. So nothing was stupider than that, Greg, no matter how. I bet it worked. Just hearing that you did that cheered me up and I didn't have to sell my car for 200 bucks yesterday. She was literally weeping when she got home last night when I was taking care of her son while they turned in the car. And then by the time I got to my brother's house, she was laughing. So that's that's good. Excellent. Yes. Now, do you have the cowboy hat? Because I would I would ask you to put it on if you well, had it. No, <laughs> it's, it's at my brother's house. I conveniently <laughs> left it there. Okay. Trust me. Now, now, Tim, let me fill you in on this ridiculous thing we have going on. This is all in good fun. Tony Kornheiser and my dad have a good relationship. My dad has been on Tony's show dozens of times. And because he's been on so much, anytime a, a Miami Dolphins, Miami Heat, Miami Marlins story breaks, Kornheiser calls my dad. So they have a good rapport. So my dad, with this podcast, said back in February, we got to get Tony Kornheiser on this show. I've been on his show a bunch. He'd be a good guest. And I doubted that that could happen because I've seen how many times Kornheiser's been on Levitard's show and they're friends. It's nothing against Kornheiser. He just doesn't do a lot of interviews. So I was like, Dad, he's never going to come on. So what happened was we get all the way through the year, no Kornheiser appearances. And then our last day of the year, December 31st, our producer says, guys, we got to jump in zoom we got kornheiser and we get on zoom i'm expecting to see tony kornheiser just like i'm looking at you tim right now and our producer played this audio clip this is tony kornheiser just to tell you you're listening to the greg cody show i'm on all the time chris you're a loser okay so we were sent an audio clip of tony kornheiser saying hey i'm on the greg cody show all the time you're a loser chris and that that is the debate, Tim Kirkchin. OK, that's not all of it. Play the other part. OK, I mean, that it's just the same thing. What that was, we have one more of those. Well, I, I just want Tim to know there was more than just that. Like there was a little bit. OK, Dad, it was another. All right. Here. Like, all right, Tim, you heard that. Here's the other one. <laughs> this is Tony Kornheiser. Obviously, I'm on the Greg Cody show. So, Greg, you win. You beat Chris. It's a real good deal <laughs> for me, too. Happy holidays, everybody. So at the end there, he goes, it's okay. a real good deal for me, too. He's basically taunting us, saying this is this works for me because I get to send you a clip appear on the show and not actually be on the show. All right. So that's where we are, Tim. You can ask, right, don't leave the jury. You can ask any follow ups that you have. Does that count? My dad at the beginning of the year said we would get Tony Kornheiser on for an interview. No, I didn't. No, that's a point of contention. OK, what are your follow? -up? What are your thoughts so far, Tim? Well, my thoughts are uh, Tony was brief as usual. Um, <laughs> but for him to go on at all, to even give you 11 seconds, might not have been that long, 
I think constitutes going on the show. Mm. So I am going to side with Greg Cody here, not Chris Cody, who's not a loser. (laughs) But and I think, again, I'm a little biased here because Tony's older than me. I think Greg's a little older than me. And the old guys stick together. And yes, I don't care you. how journalistically corny this sounds, but we were all beat writers at one point. And there's a certain bond between the beat writers. And then, of course, Greg and Tony moved on to become columnists at big time newspapers. There's an even greater bond that you're writing a column for a daily newspaper. So I, I think that connection also applies to me on some level because i'm an old newspaper guy at heart really my beat days were my best days of my life uh professionally and the whole columnist beat guy connection is so important so i'm going along with greg cody on this because i think he and kornheiser realized this is good enough. Yes. Thank you, Tim, for admitting that you're completely biased when you come to this and you're ignoring all the facts of the case. No. I mean, he just like he just disqualified himself as a juror. That's what I heard right there. He no. Here's what I heard. You know what I heard? I heard Tim say very correctly that it's the quality of the appearance, not the extent of it, not the longevity of See, it. Tim, we got a good yeah. 15 seconds out of Tony Kornheiser. My beef is not with you, Tim Kirkjian, here, because I understand the facts that you've heard. This is new for you. It makes sense. Did he appear? He technically did appear. I can't argue that. But when I look at my dad in the eye right now, I know that he he thought to, that Tony Kornheiser was going to join us for a full interview. That was what his intent, intentions were. And what we got was not that. So even if I lose this, Tim, you just voted with my dad. So it looks like I'm the loser. I look you in the eye, Dad, and I know that I'm the winner here because you did not. When you said in February, I'm going to get him on by the end of the year, you meant more than that clip. Okay, I did not get him on to the extent that I had hoped. There we go. But I did. But I did get him on. Okay. Okay. And and in in front of Tim Kirchin, the ultimate ruler, uh, I want you to acknowledge that you have lost this on a two to one jury count, and I want you right now to concede that you have lost this bet. I will acknowledge that two of our three jurors voted with you, both of which were clearly biased because of the journalism thing with Kirkchin, and you're writing a book with Ron McGill. So, I mean, like, just clearly biased, the two people that voted with you. You agreed to the judges. You agreed to the judges. Sarah Spain, the only one with decency. But thank you, Tim. I respect your decision. Uh, I lose. I will say this to you, Dad, that the official jury has made me a loser. I admit it, Dad. I, t- I accept defeat. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, t- I'm not real comfortable being the final word on this. I'm not real comfortable being the arbiter in a in a very difficult decision here. Because, yes, <laughs> it would have been nice if Tony had taken a question or two. Yeah. But we all know Tony. We all love Tony. Yeah. He doesn't take questions from anyone. He asks the questions. So, and I've done a couple of these where I, you know, for radio stations that I worked, you know, done a show once a week or something said, you know, please tune into this once in a while. So my voice is on the air. So technically I did the show. I'm a very technical person in a way. I see both your sides here, but uh, I repeat, I'm going with the old guy, Greg here and the old guy, Tony from the old guy, Tim. All right. Yes. There you go. Yes. A beautiful vote by you. We appreciate your time. Not to mention your vote. Tim Kirkchin, you're the best. We don't want to keep you anymore. We'll have you on soon to talk some real stuff. But uh, thank you for taking part in this nonsense today. <laughs> okay. I love nonsense. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> All right. All right Tim. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. That's it. Thank you so much, Tim. That was great. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Yep. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was great. Yeah, for you. I have never felt prouder to be an American prouder of my judicial system than <laughs> yeah. I do today. Three Thank jurors. you, jurors, even the one who voted against me. The real loss there is for my jury selection skills. Like we had a lot of people we could have selected and I chose somebody that is scared of if Tony Kornheiser and Tim Kirkchin <laughs> and I and we chose somebody who is writing a book with Greg Cody in the coming months. I offered up Sarah. I gave her, I, I suggested I know. Sarah. Thank God for Sarah. But yeah, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Like I said in this in that episode, I know my truth and 
I, I, I won this bet, even though I lost it. Um, I will sleep outside. That will come in the coming months. Weeks. We'll make sure you do. And now we will track you into your backyard. Uh, we will get precious content out of that. But I have a, an announcement to make real quick. Um, I may yet eat my toenail. I may <laughs> yet eat my toenail. Even though I won the bet, even though I don't have to eat my toenail, there is a profound curiosity on my part uh, to dip my toenail in boiling oil, have it puff up, and then eat. You are such a click whore. What if, Crit, when, when Chris is camping out, there's a little campfire there, and you come Ooh, over, yes. and you can roast that toenail on that open fire? Instead of a roasted uh, marshmallow, I'm going to eat a roasted toenail. And Mike Ryan can be in the background eating toilet paper. <laughs> Hold on. This is like if we made a bet for $50 each, and it's right. like... If I win, you give me 50. If you win, I give you 50. And at the end of the bet, you're like, I'm just going to give you $50. <laughs> so I don't think, do I just not have to do my portion? Like you're just no. saying, hey, you want like even like the victory is me conceding defeat. So I'm, I've am i conceded defeat and you do the punishment and I don't. No, you, you, you have to pay your debt to society. No, you're willing to take by the, the will of the jury. You just said of these two punishments, I'm willing to do the punishment because I respect how much you accepted the loss. That's what you're saying right now. But but if if deep down I want to eat that toenail, <laughs> is it a punishment at all? Or is it a snack? <laughs> you're crazy, man. Okay. Well, Whatever. We'll, see. we'll we'll talk about this next time. <laughs> yeah, right, I didn't say I was gonna do it. I just Hey, if you've respected this bit, and this was a great I enjoyed this whole Kornheiser thing, even though I didn't, you know, come out on top. I, I think it was a fun moment in our show's history, this bet. It was fun. I enjoyed it too. It's a it's a fun like encapsulation of this past year, and I uh, and and if you were, if you liked it as much as we liked it, Yeti, support us, Yeti. Tell the people how they can support us. Support the show by going to shop.thegredcodyshow.com, where from now until Thursday through Thursday we have free shipping on all of our stuff. We do this every month. Fripping. Now's your time. Fripping it. All right, Dad. Say bye to the audience. Thank you, everybody. I'm uh, I'm uh, blown up with gratitude for my jury for naming me the victor, the winner, grand, and uh, Chris Cody eating the loss, eating it. Apparently, and, you're well. I may be eating it too. Yeah, but like... anyway, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for uh, enjoying the show almost as much as we do. And uh, we'll see you next week, huh? How about that? How about that? You're crazy, man. That kind of thing.